This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, September 22nd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, you? I'm doing okay, doing okay. I warned you before we hit record that I have a story for you, that I'm coming off a, a weird night on Monday. I managed to literally drop my cell phone down an elevator shaft last night. Wow. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things where I was walking and to the elevator and I pulled my phone out of my pocket and I fumbled it and I dropped it and it bounced ahead of me a few times across the ground, slid and turned sideways and went immediately down like the one inch crack and disappeared forever. <laughs> uh, basically like I was in a movie. It was so unbelievable. I was so stunned that I literally fell over on the ground, just like laughing. And there was nobody around to see it at all. It was just me. And it was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not upset about it because I'm still in shock. I still can't believe that <laughs> happened. So yeah, um, yeah, this morning I'm going to go see if maintenance can help me, you know, Take a look at what is surely a smashed phone in the bottom of an elevator shaft, but yeah. yeah it's it, not gonna look too pretty. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it felt like it was in a movie. It bounce, bounce, slide, and then just gone. And yeah, so that was, that was my night. I'm still laughing about it. Uh, how, how are you doing? How, how was your weekend, Brad? Uh, it was good. Uh, no phones down the elevator or anything like that. Just, uh, watch some baseball. Uh, some rec activities and uh, a nice easy weekend. Cool, cool, good to hear. Um, well, we are going to look at DFS options for Tuesday, and uh, looks like a pretty typical big slate, all evening games, uh, a lot of a lot of regular action going on, nothing funny, nothing up our sleeve. So, uh, yeah, with that out of the way, uh, we get started at catcher. Brad, what do you see at catcher? Uh, in general today, uh, you're going to have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many bad pitchers are throwing today, so yeah. you're going to be able to do pretty much anything you want, and it's going to make it hard to just go ahead and you know, pick the very best choices, because uh, mm-hmm. there's so, so much variety. Uh, that disclaimer out of the way, catchers was the thinnest position for me. Yeah. Uh, starting with uh, Kyle Schwarber against Tyler Cravey. Sure. Uh, Schwarber, uh, anytime you can use him in catcher, which is only on draft games. Uh, you know, it's a great pick. Uh, a little pricey, but still, uh, you know, you're getting a lot of power for uh, the price. And yeah. Do you like... Position, a, yeah, do you, you don't get too much. Do you like Miguel Montero there, too? Yes, I like Miguel Montero as well. He's uh, running pretty hot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't read too much into the hot streak per se, but he's an excellent uh, cheaper alternative to Schwarber. Yeah, I've always liked Montero just fine. And he's had a tough past couple of years, but he looks pretty okay this year. Yeah, so I kind of like to put them as a pair because um, they can both do okay. Who else do you like a catcher? I also like Travis Darnot, who's uh, similarly pricey to Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up against Matt Whistler today. I, I like pretty much anyone against Matt Whistler. I don't really think much of him as a pitcher. He hasn't uh, shown much, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he, he has some potential. He's he, It seems like he's a breakout away from being a major leaguer, though, and the Braves have used the ball here. It's mm-hmm. been a little ugly. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a tough club right now. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty rough. Uh, only the Phillies are outpacing them on the bottom of the standings. Yeah, 
it's a weird race going the other direction for them. It, it, it's funny. They were a dark horse playoff contender for most mm-hmm. of the year. And then you know, late July rolled around and they just fell apart. And traded most of their team away. Yep, in yeah. the process. But, uh, Not that yeah. the guys they traded were particularly good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Darno. Darno's been great. Now I think Darno's gonna be a good pick next year at catcher and should do just fine, uh, against Matt Whistler. Who else do you have at catcher? Uh, Brian McCann up against Marco Strada. Flyball pitcher gives up his share of home runs. Uh, been better about it this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, uh, you know, long history of home run problems. Uh, yeah. McCann being who he is with his power, uh, could run into one today. Yeah. That matchup is interesting to me. Um, Luis Severino going to Toronto to face Marco Estrada. I feel yes, like they're, uh, they're both not aces, but they're competent pitchers for sure. But they're also both tough lineups to pitch against. So I had trouble picking both hitters or even thinking I would pick either of those pretty decent pitchers. Um, but I agree. Uh, Estrada has his fly ball issues and that's a good thing for McCann. But, I don't know that that yeah that felt like one of those weird middle ground matchups. Would you say? Yeah, I, I think if you're you know looking at today's matchups, that's the most interesting one to me. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a nice game. Uh, should be uh, you know some breakout breakthrough offense, but also decent pitching. Right. And uh, so you'll you'll get to see a lot of different uh, things happen over nine innings. Hard to predict is what I yes. feel like. I I don't know what to do with that DFS wise, but uh, I agree that McCann uh, will be in a good position. I think Marco Estrada is pretty decent, but you're right, there are fly ball issues there. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Anybody else at catcher? Uh, two more stuck out to me. Uh, Francisco Cervelli is going to be at Coors Field up against uh, Chris Russin, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, if Cervelli is in the lineup, uh, he's been a little banged up lately, uh, mm-hmm. but has been playing the last few days. Uh, assuming he's in the lineup, uh, always good to get a guy at Coors Field. Uh, he's not so much a power threat even at Coors, but he'll be able to use the full field to his advantage. Sure. Yep. And Chris Russell is not intimidating. Should you no, find not that? at all. Yep. Um, who's your last one? Uh, Wellington Castillo has the platoon advantage against Alex Wood, and I love Wellington anytime he's up against a lefty. Yep, yep, I agree with that. That would be a good one, for sure. Uh, Alex Wood's pretty okay, but, uh, Castillo should be fine. Um, the two I have you didn't have, uh, Matt Wieters gets Gio Gonzalez. Matt and I talked about for Monday, Ubaldo versus Gio, and they got, uh, you know, that, that game didn't happen. They got postponed. So right. the whole matchup's going to go again. So you're going to hear me talk about a lot of the same guys uh, in that matchup. But one of them is Matt Wieters getting Gio Gonzalez. Should do just fine. And then my cheap option uh, at catcher that I like, the, the deeper one, and I've mentioned him before, GP Aaron Sibia gets Henry Owens. And he should do okay. I mean, you never really know. He's very capable of going over four, but... They like to use him against lefties, could get in the lineup, and it'll be in Fenway, and I could see him hitting one off the wall or hitting one, you know, out of there. So I like Aaron Sibia as a cheap option um, in your GPPs uh, if you want to punt. But uh, there are a lot of other options. I had uh, Darno, I had Montero and Schwarber. Uh, I had, you know, I had Weeders. There, there's places to go at catcher. Like you said, yeah. there's a lot of options all over the slate. Um, one, one thing to note with Aaron Sibia, he did a great job finding him in the first place, I would have ignored him. Mm-hmm. Uh, DraftKings has him up at 4,300, which is the same as Darno more than McCann, yeah, 100 I, less than Schwarber. That's and, not uh, a cheap option yeah. for me. 
you know. Uh, not not in punt territory on that site. And even on FanDuel, he's up to 3,000. Uh, yeah. He's just running hot. Yeah. And, uh, he's no, been doing there's, well. There's but he's been doing well. I don't know if I recommend him uh, at that price, though. You know, he's way too capable of going over four. He does have the pop, and he can make the lineup. Uh, I'm interested. But at that point, I, I'm going someone safer like Darno against Whistler. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen him quite a few times at uh, in Durham this year, and he's not—he wasn't hitting well there. I'll tell you yeah. that much. It's, he can uh, run into one, no doubt. Yeah, um, he's a streaky guy. Yeah, but but no, I would go on someone more reliable if the price is closer to even. Um, so that's a good point. Uh, who do you have at first base? What are you thinking? So with pretty much all the other positions, uh, mm-hmm. I, I kind of got to a point where I felt like I've listed enough names and I left some guys off. Sure. Uh, so there's. More options beyond the nine that I have here. Sure. Uh, I started with uh, Jose Breu against Daniel Norse. Uh, yes. I like him when he has platoon advantages. Yeah. Uh, I like Anthony Rizzo when he has platoon advantages. He's up against Tyler Cravey. There's John Lackey up against Joey Votto, and Votto's still on fire, still yeah. gets on base a billion times a game. Yeah, Votto uh, should do fine. Yeah, he, he's another great play. Uh <laughs> Lackey's a little bit of an interesting matchup just because he uh, has better command than most guys, but yeah. Votto still walks against pitchers like that. He should do just fine, yeah. Yep. yep. Paul Goldschmidt, uh, surprised to actually come down a bit. Yeah. Uh, he's a little more affordable than he was for the first half of the season. He's got a lefty in Alex Wood. Mm-hmm. Yo, Cabrera has a lefty, uh, Jose Quintana. Yeah, who's decent. You know? Yeah, he's, he's decent. Uh, Miguel Cabrera's better than decent. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. Uh, him and then, uh, JD Martinez, who, uh, you know, now field option. Yeah. Uh, both Quintana. great power hitters. Uh, again, Quintana, a guy that they can do some damage against. But yeah. Quintana's also decent. Huh. Yep, I agree. I had them. Um, anybody else you like? Any other favorites? I agree, there are a ton of options. In terms of favorites, uh, probably, Freddie Freeman's the last one who I'd be really excited about up against Logan Barrett. Yeah. And then I also listed Greg Bird against Estrada, Evan Gaddis against uh, Hector Santiago, and then Justin Bohr against Aaron Harang as your punt. Yeah, I was, I had most of those guys you did. There's a lot of places to go. I was going to try and op- offer my uh, cheaper ones, and it was Justin Bohr. Aaron Harang has been remarkably bad for months, and. Yes, he, he's pitching her. The, the Phillies just need innings, which is too bad for Aaron Hrang because he has had his moments of effectiveness as recent as last year. You know, I think he can be better than this, but, uh, things are bad. And Justin Bohr has the pop to do something with it. Like, I could see the Marlins scoring their runs and they might get to that Phillies bullpen early and, and go a ways into it. And that's good things for them. So, uh, yeah, I like Justin Bohr if you want to go cheaper for sure. Um, my other cheap option, again, I had most of the names you did, don't need to run them down again. Um, if you want to get sneaky, Logan Morrison getting Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy Guthrie's back. One. What's that? That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Guthrie's back in the Royals rotation for lack of better options at the back end. And the truth is, they feel comfortable in their playoff lead, you know, so I think they're, they're getting some innings there. He not only is very mediocre, but he can't handle left-handed hitters. 
And uh, I don't love Logan Morrison. There was a day where I did, but, uh, you know, and now I'm pretty whatever on him. But he does have pop. He does have skills to to do something. And uh, most importantly, he's left-handed, and he plays first base, and he'll get him. And then I'll get into the uh, Royals bullpen, which we know is not great. But if they've jumped to a big lead, which they're very capable of doing uh, against Guthrie, then maybe it won't be so bad. Um, and they have Hisashi Iwakuma going, who could maybe make that a thing. And this might be one of those cases where you might pick to the score, just in terms of you don't want to go against the Royals bullpen when they have a lead. Hopefully they'll use uh, some more, some some less intimidating uh, options there. So uh, there are about eight guys I would like before Morrison, but if you're in a GPP and you want to go cheap and, and you're looking for a pick that's not obvious, um, that, that's a place I would go where I could see him running into one. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Guthrie's just been terrible this year. Yeah. And move the bullpen's probably not going to have changed that. Yeah. Uh, if anything, you're just going to see less uh, dirt or uh, distance from him tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, good play overall. Uh, I mean, I have Rizzo, I have Votto, I have Goldschmidt, I have Duda, I have Abreu, I have Bingy. Uh, all on my list. All, all good places to go. I'm fine with all of those. Uh, yeah. Just if you want uh, somebody to consider that you probably weren't thinking about, Logan Morrison is a cheaper option. Um, how about second base? You got about a million guys there also? Yeah, it's uh, pretty deep. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead and do a quick rundown again, and then we'll try and pick out some guys that are a little less obvious as well. I... Favorite three, uh, Jason Kipnis up against Urban Santana, yeah. Jose Altuve against Hector Santiago, and mm-hmm. Logan Forsythe against Henry Owens. Yeah, I've been saying the last week or so, I feel like Logan Forsythe is no longer a sneaky option at second nope. base. And just, He's uh, pretty well known against lefties now. Yeah, Once he gets a lefty, he is you know, pretty much a, an automatic option, but... He's delivered in that way too. He's he's made it worth it. So uh, even if he's you know more popular, that's okay because he's just playing keeps delivering. So yeah, I like him against Henry Owens going to Boston. That'll be a good place for him. Um, do you like the opposite side of that? Do you like uh, Dustin Pedroia getting Matt Moore? I do. Uh, I have him down as an option. Uh, not as excited about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because Moore is a little erratic and unpredictable, yeah. uh, he actually had a really good outing last time out. Yeah, an incredible outing us, last time. Yeah, because uh, we we both had him written off as a complete loss and uh, just shut down the Orioles. And that's uh, something I alluded to. He has the capability of being uh, that effectively wild guy. Oh yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's a matter of patience with him. Uh, I I thought the Orioles would still be fine, but they don't. They're not the most patient lineup. Uh, they got yeah. some guys who are way overly aggressive, and I think that burned them. Uh, Red Sox are a little different team. Yeah, I'm going to have a, you know, a spot for Matt Moore for a while. Like, I will be drafting him on a number of teams next year, I bet. Not high, not mid-range, but if I can find him in the later rounds, like, there's too much talent there. And he might put up a, you know, a 5 ERA through April and burn me. But, uh, I, I, I keep, you know, thinking about him, and as a result, I really like him in DFS. That's kind of, yeah, it's great. Even today, I think he's going to obviously not do as well against Boston, but I'm a little intrigued just because of the, the potential. Because when he's on, like, he's unhittable. Um, that said, he is also off and off. And I, uh, Dustin Madroya has actually been pretty competent when healthy. He hasn't been that healthy, but, um, as long as he's healthy, I think he's capable especially against a lefty like that. So I would consider that, and I'm sure we'll have a few of the Red Sox to talk about um, as well. 
do you like D. Gordon getting Aaron Harang? Should do fine as well, also, right? Yep. Yep. Nothing to dislike about that one. Yeah. Uh, should reach base once or twice, hopefully steal a few. Yep. Uh, Marlon Stack should be fine. Um, my list includes, uh, Ian Kinsler gets a lefty and Jose mm-hmm. Quintana should do fine there, but again, that's an okay lefty. Uh, Daniel Murphy gets Matt Whistler if you want to get in yep. on, uh, at second base for the Mets. Um, Robinson Cano gets, uh, Jeremy Guthrie. If you want to pick any left-handed, uh, Mariners hitter, uh, he, you know, that, that he applies and should do fine there. Um, I had Colton Wong getting Kiva Sampson. Kiva Sampson has done nothing to make you think that he's a effective major league pitcher right now. Um, he could be one day, but, you know, right now, nothing special on the Reds bullpen and the Reds, so I think that, uh, uh Colton Wong could do fine. And then, um, my last name was Brett Laurie getting Martin Perez. Uh, just like Brett Laurie, uh, getting a lefty. He could be third base, uh, depending on your format, but, um, I think he's been playing mostly at second. So I'm going to list him here, but an option at third also. Um, again, getting a lefty and Martin Perez has been alright, but not somebody I would avoid picking against. Um, any other options at second base that, that were out there that you did, that didn't get mentioned for you? Yeah, I got three more. Okay. Uh, DJ LeMayhew's at home against Jay Happ, uh, tuna mm-hmm. advantage in Coors Field. Uh, mm-hmm. Never hard to complain about that one. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Scope up against Gio Gonzalez, uh, your typical GPP, uh, mm-hmm. high risk, high reward play. Yep. Uh, could lay into a couple, could just, uh, roll over and go for four. Mm-hmm. And then opposite side of that, Anthony Rendon against, uh, Ubaldo Jimenez, uh, I'm convinced Rendon's back to his normal self from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing him as such, and his price reflects his struggles of this year. Yeah. So there's uh, some arbitrage opportunity there. Yep, yep, some value for sure. Uh, at about third base? My third base list wasn't quite as long as my second base list. How'd you do? Oh, uh, j- just as deep. Uh, yeah. I got, looks like, 12 or 13 names here. I know I skipped a few. Yeah. Um, anybody stick out for you that you think has a particularly valuable matchup? Uh, top of the list, uh, probably two or three guys I think are in, in the best seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan Arenado at home against Hap. And, uh, we'll get to Hap later. I actually kind of like him as a sneaky play tonight. I do too. Yeah. Arenado's a, uh, probably the exception to that rule. Yep. Uh, definitely could have a very big game. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, mentioned LeMayhu too. Two guys, uh, him and Arnado, who are right-handed, actually hit righties a little bit better than lefties. Um, that said, I'm not sure that they can't hit a lefty in Coors Field, but, um, they actually prefer to hit righties, much like a lot of the Rockies team, which again, uh, I will get to. So, I like yeah. Arnado a right. It, it's a platoon advantage. I don't know that it necessarily is great, but, um, I, I still, he's just too talented to worry about to be, exactly. you know, especially there. Um, where else are you thinking? Uh, Matt Carpenter's another one I like a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a, a high floor guy, uh, up to 24 home runs now. Uh, so breakout season for him. He's up against Sampson. Yep. Uh, games in St. Louis, a uh, bit of a pitcher's park, uh, but he's been hitting home runs there too this year. So yep. uh, you can look for pretty much anything from him. And then uh, Chris Bryan, I think, could also have a big game against Tyler Cravey. Sure, why not? That's not the platoon advantage, and it doesn't matter because Tyler Cravey's not very good. So. Yeah, uh, I like that. Um, Evan Longoria gets a lefty, and Henry Owens yep. uh, should be just fine there. The, the Rays like the lefties, and he's one of the big reasons why. Uh, I have Kyle Seeger getting uh, Jeremy Guthrie. I like Kyle Seeger. He just puts up numbers kind of quietly at times, but he'll be very capable. 
He's left-handed. That is a good thing against Jeremy Guthrie. Um, I have Aramis Ramirez getting Chris Resin in, uh, in Colorado. And Aramis Ramirez is not exciting, but, uh, he does like to hit lefties and he still has some pop. And I could see definitely the Pirates, uh, you know, scoring some runs there and he should be in the middle of the lineup. So that would be okay. Yep. Right. Uh, one, one ARAP note before you move on. Uh, Saber Sim likes him as the third best hitter today. Just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he could be fine there too. Um, he's, you know, he's having not a great year by his standards, but he's still putting up points. It's not like he's been a disaster by any means. Um, kind of like Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre's, you know, best days may be a bit behind him. Still puts up points, and he gets a lefty today and Sean Nolan, and he should be fine. So I'm not worried about Adrian Beltre. Um, Danny Valencia gets Martin Perez. He plays all over the diamond. Mm-hmm. I have him at third base, uh, but he could do fine there, and he likes to hit lefties, and that's Martin Perez again. I like him and, and Laurie together. And then, um, I also had, uh, no, I think that's it for my list, actually. Uh, that, that's, that's most of my, my guys I like. Was there anybody you had that, um, I missed or that you felt needs to be mentioned? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, first or second, uh, nominations of, uh, Beltre and Valencia. Uh, mm-hmm. I like them both tonight. Uh, Beltre's running very hot, looks, uh, to be in one of his streaks. And then, uh, Valencia up against a lefty's, uh, pretty exciting as a cleanup hitter. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's also Manny Machado against Gio Gonzalez. I'm not as thrilled about that one, but yeah. there's potential anytime you pick Machado to get good things. Yeah, all these Orioles, again, I went over this matchup a lot uh, on Monday. Um, the Orioles have a bunch of good right-handed hitters who prefer to hit righties, including Scope and Machado and Adam Jones. And I think they're still totally capable of hitting a lefty if it's a bad lefty. You know, I know that the, the thing might say that they, they prefer righties, but, um, I've always said that I think the more important split is the pitcher split. And Gio has not shown a split through most of his career, right. but this year he has. This year he has shown a weakness to lefties, and he hasn't been himself this year. So uh, I, I like uh, those those right-handed guys uh, against him should do fine. Pardon me, I had that backwards. He has shown a weakness to right-handed batters, yes. is what I was trying to say, because he's <laughs> left-handed. He's showing exactly. a platoon weakness, is what I'm getting at. Um, and even if, you know, Manny Machado or Jonathan Scope or Adam Jones have typically, you know, preferred righties, they haven't been inept against lefties. And I, I think his weaknesses will come through there. That's the long-winded way of saying I like a lot of these Orioles getting a Geo, and that includes Machado. Um, where else are you thinking at third base? Any other final options? Yeah, uh, four more to run through real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Rodriguez likes fly ball pitchers, and Estrada's one of the biggest fly ball pitchers in the league. Yes. Uh, so that's a nice matchup for him, even though it's not a platoon advantage. Uh, there's David Wright if he's starting up against Matt Lister. I have no problems with that matchup for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Harrison's another option with the Pirates up in Coors Field yeah. up against Chris Russin. Yeah, and if then, he gets in, that would be a big help. Yes, know. yeah. And, and he, he probably will get in now that... Uh, Gung's out for the year. He's yeah. been pretty much uh, penciled in the lineup every day now. Yep. And then uh, Derek Dietrich against uh, Aaron Harang. Uh, nice little option there too. Yeah, I, I like Dietrich. We have him. Uh, we we like him at this podcast. Always a good option. Um, okay, how about a shortstop? I had five, which is plenty for shortstop typically. 
Yeah, I have eight. Two of them are on the same team. I'll just start with them. Uh, Kittle Marte and Brad Miller up mm-hmm. against Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah. Uh, more on the punt side, uh, cheaper guys, but a uh, nice matchup against Guthrie tonight. Yeah, and I think there's a mini stack to be had there for Seattle. Yes, yes. mini stack or even a full stack, to be honest. That's, yeah. uh, it's a good little group against Guthrie. Yep. And that Royals bullpen, a little less intimidating right now. Uh, Greg Holland's looking a little rough right now. Yeah. Uh, he, he's getting through his outings, but it just it seems like he's right on the edge of the wheels falling off. I've, and, I've seen some scary velocity charts for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's... It's kind of all over the place. It's weird. Then uh, Kelvin Herrera has also been uh, showing some signs of struggling, and it's uh, poorly timed for the Royals with the playoffs coming around the corner. But hopefully, yeah. they can get it sorted. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, anybody else? Who else do you like at shortstop? I have uh, Carlos Correa at the top end up against Hector Santiago. Yep, getting uh, a lefty. Lindor's right there at uh, Irvin Santana. Yep, I like that. And then uh, Xander Bogart's also pretty exciting up against Matt Moore. Uh, yes. Lovely pick against any uh, left-handed pitcher these days. Yep, yep, I have that. Um, you read off my list, other than uh, the very obvious uh, Johnny Peralta in Kiva Samson. <laughs> Why not? Kiva's uh, shown a real bad weakness to lefties, and Peralta's right-handed, but it's not like he's been dominating righties, and I think Can- Peralta will be fine there. Can we, can we rename the the podcast something about Johnny Peralta? It's, it's become Maybe some joke a, about his first name. It's become a, a meme at this point on this show. But again, I will stop mentioning him when his matchups aren't worth attention. You know, if he's up against Kershaw, <laughs> then I won't be talking about him. It'll be fine. But uh, and that's the day he'll go four for four. <laughs> Maybe I, I wouldn't be picking him that day. Uh, but I, I have him uh, against Kivas because why not? It's you know. It's a it's a position where you need some help. He's typically consistent. Uh, he doesn't have bad splits. He'll be fine. He gets uh he gets Kivas nuts. And then my deeper pick I wrote is Elvis Andrews at Sean Nolan. He's been okay, you know. He's been he's, solid in the second half. Yeah. Um, and he gets a, a lefty there, and so if you're looking for an alternative option. Um, it can certainly be uh, Elvis Andrews, but I can't say I'm excited about it. It's really hard to be excited about Elvis Andrews, I yeah, feel like. Especially for DFS. Uh, yeah. In the second half, he's been kind of the classic good version of Elvis Andrews. Uh, mm. That's just still not very good in DFS. Yeah, it's still not exciting. There's not you know, a lot of power there. You're hoping for him to steal some bases, which can be erratic. And still not that many points when he does it, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, he's an option. He'll be, he'll be cheaper. He'll be okay. Gets Sean Nolan. Um, any other shortstop options before we get moving? Uh, Jose Reyes against Jay Happ and Jed sure. Lowry against Hector Santiago. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Th- those are, you know, a pair of switch hitters that should do just fine. I agree. Um, okay. Into the outfield. Give me some of your favorite ones. And so we don't, we don't run 20 deep, but, uh, <laughs> cause you don't need that many. There are a lot of options. There are a lot of places to go. Um, what are you thinking? What kind of guys would maybe actually make it into your stack? So, uh, big stack, uh, Coors Field, Andrew McCutcheon, starring Marte, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you can even go Gregory Polanco, even sure. though he won't have the platoon advantage up against Rustin. Yeah, uh, I don't think but, Rustin's gonna shut him down, and I don't yeah, think he's gonna Yeah, he's not gonna go, last that long. Polanco can hit long. lefties, too. He's not completely lost against them. Yeah, so the whole Pirates outfield, uh, I really like Marte when he gets a lefty. And yeah. they're all uh, been fantasy relevant. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, should be the green light special today. Uh, 
probably be very popular as well. That's yep. the only downside. Yep, whichever one uh, fits your fits your budget, you know, we're, we're good with all them. Um, where else are you going off the bat? I like the Met stack again today. Uh, so that's Ioannis Espedes, uh, Curtis Granderson, and then uh, I wrote my Michael Conforto, might be Kelly Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. whoever it is. Uh, They're fine. Worth yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, they get Atlanta, like we said, and, and they've been particularly bad. So they could be fine. Um, top of my list, Bryce Harper gets Ubaldo. It's nothing sneaky about it. It's not clever. Uh, it's not, you know, great analysis or anything. It's just, uh, the best hitter in baseball right now, getting a pitcher that is at times very hittable. So if you could find the budget for it, if you went with Logan Morrison and, you know, somebody else real cheap and Ellis Andrews or something, uh, I could see that, uh, if you want to get Harper in there. Um, picking Orioles. Adam Jones has been banged up a little bit. He's had some issues, but Steve Pierce likes to hit lefties, uh, after breaking out in a big way last year. That's about the one skill he still has. And so I would like him against Gio. That would be okay. Um, you mentioned JD Martinez earlier. He gets a lefty and Quintana. That would be fine. Um, Quintana's alright, but JD Martinez hits the ball really hard. So, uh, I think he would be okay. Um, I have George Springer getting Hector Santiago. That's yeah, I like that one. Uh, he'll be good. Um, and then if you want another Marlin, I had Dietrich in the outfield, but Christian Yelich should also be fine against Heron Ring, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the right-handed bat for Red Sox I like is Mookie Betts getting Matt Moore. Uh, the erratic Matt Moore who could shut down Boston or could last three innings. Yeah, you don't really know. Um, but, uh, Mookie Betts could be in on that action. And the last name, um, uh, last two names I really like, uh, Michael Brantley gets Urban Santana. It's a very dependable producer at the plate who has sneakily been almost as good as he was in that huge year last year. Um, he's been pretty good and he gets Urban Santana who's been pretty bad. So, uh, I could see that going just fine for, uh, Michael Brantley. And then my sneakier one, uh, Scott Van Slyke gets Robbie Ray. And I typically like Robbie Ray, but I think he's run out of gas a little bit. And uh, they've been using Slyke in the outfield for the Dodgers when they get lefties. And he started the year looking like he didn't have it together, but, he, but he's turned around a bit and doing that thing he does well, hitting lefties. So I would consider him. Um, that's my outfield rundown. Um, do you have any issues with any of those? And then uh, who else do you have that I did not speak up about? Uh, no issues with those, and I'll try to run through mine as quick as possible here. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Pollock against Alex Wood, uh, yeah. another pricey guy with a good matchup. Uh, same could be said with Nelson Cruz and Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guthrie's worst against lefties, but he still was bad against righties yeah. this year. I so think Nelson Cruz that. can hit Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, Seth Smith as well in that one. Sure, uh, yeah. Who there's his you know, left-handed that's a big help. Yep, yeah. there's a Cardinal stack, Jason Hayward, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Moss, and then Steven Piscotti won't have the platoon advantage, but that's not been bothering him. Yeah, that'll be okay uh, against Kivas. I, I like Aaron Hicks as uh, someone up against uh, maybe a better pitcher, but a guy who does allow home runs. That's uh, Danny Salazar. Okay. Uh, and then uh also have Trout and Cole Calhoun list against uh, Lance McCullers. Okay, sure. Uh, I have no problems with any of those. Um, any other outfielders before we move on? Uh, I, we, we could keep going. You know, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll mention a couple Cubs and let's move along. Uh, okay. Dexter Fowler and then Chris Coughlin up against Tyler Cravey. Yeah, Tyler Cravey is nothing special. So, uh, I, I agree. There's points we had there and that bullpen's not great. 
Um, so yeah, about a bajillion hitting options. Um, but you gotta find a pitcher or two and we gotta, gotta do something on that side of the ball. There are options here though. Yeah. Um, again, I am interested in the Severino at Estrada start. I don't know if I can pick one though, cause. No, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, they're both interesting pitchers. I like them depending on the matchup. I don't think they're, you know, terrible take advantage of guys by any means. Um, but I don't like the matchup for either of them. So I'm probably staying away. It won't shock me if one of them does well, but I'm probably staying away there. Um, the more interesting one for me is Matt Moore at Henry Owens. Um, the, even though the Rays can hit lefties and, you know, the Red Sox can hit anybody. Um, these are two pitchers that with potential to lefties. Um, I don't, I would go with Matt Moore in a GPP just cause he has the potential to just blow up with 10 strikeouts, you know? And if he goes bad, he ruins your day, you know? So it might be a multiple stat kind of guy, but, um, I would consider that, and even though the Rays are a lot better against lefties, they're still not amazing. Um, would you consider either of them uh, for Tuesday? You know, I, I'm actually using Owens in several normal leagues today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, hoping been, that changeup does work for him. He's been all right lately. He, he's had like a couple disaster starts, and then otherwise he's been good. Yeah, he, he's on the cusp of being a reliable mid-rotation type pitcher. Yeah. And he's... I, I still, I look at the overall stuff and the big picture, and I can see Cole Hamels in there. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not really hitting that level of uh, competitiveness sure. quite yet, not yet, but he has it in him. And who, so that's kept me on board. Who are you drafting first next year? Not more Henry Owens. Henry Owens. Okay. I, I I know you will be taking flyers on Matt Moore. I'm going to let other people do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll... Reserve my dollar bids for someone else. All right. I'm not saying rush out and get Matt Moore next year, and I don't think you think I'm saying that. But, um, yeah, he just, like, are you going to be blown away if Matt Moore strikes out 200 next year? It's not 200, long. yes, I'd be blown away. Yeah. Uh, uh, if he has a strikeout per inning, that wouldn't surprise me. I don't think he can, can get to 200 innings. <laughs> I could see that, for sure. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, it's the, that's the late flyer guy for me. Um, that said, I think Henry Owens is a good sleeper too. You know, I, I'm I'm down with that. Uh, I I think that's yeah, that's an interesting question for me, and it's hard to figure that out in September. Um, but yeah, so to to me, that's the more interesting matchup than Severino and Estrada, who are two pitchers I like. I'm just staying away from. Um, where else are you looking uh, at pitcher? Where do you think you might actually put in a stack of yours? Uh, the most obvious guy and the most expensive would be Jake Arrieta up against mm-hmm. Cravey and the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be an easy win. Should be an easy run through the Brewers lineup. Uh, Bronze little banged up. Uh, Lucroy's out. Uh, there's really not too much sitting around that'll do a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. you're looking at Adam Lind and uh, Chris Davis is hot. Yeah, and that's it. So uh, should be should be fine tonight. He costs a ton. Uh, he's uh, let me pull up his DraftKings price because it's ridiculous. It's fourteen thousand five hundred on DraftKings and yeah. uh, twelve thousand three hundred on FanDuel. It's hard to afford. It's one of those borderline unplayable ones, you know. Yeah. And it's one of it's the best matchups. Yeah. So it's. I mean, you, you can't not recommend it. It'll be fine. You know, it'll, it'll be good. But but there's not a lot to do with it. It's kind of uh, restrictive. Um, if you want to go cheaper, which you probably do. Um, if you want to go really cheap, would you consider Logan Verrett getting the Braves? You know, I I didn't before you posed the question. Yeah. I, I think it's... They've been so bad. 
it, it's something you could look into. I, I really is, hate the idea, but he's very <laughs> unproven. He's very unproven, but he's shown that he can be competent. You know, I don't think he's great, but don't yeah, you he, think he threw eight innings once? It happened to be at Coors Field, so that's impressive. Yeah. Last time out, um, he got Miami, another bad offense. Five innings, one run, three strikeouts. Like, I think he can totally do that against, uh, Atlanta. Five innings, you know, a couple strikeouts. It's, and a win, hopefully. It, I don't think he's a stud by any means. It's just like one of the best matchups in baseball right now. You know, it's, yeah. they're so bad, uh, that if you're on DraftKings and you want a cheap second starter, he could, you know, walk his way to, you know, a handful of points for you. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at prices, and uh, on DraftKings, he's 4500 On FanDuel, he's 6300 right. Don't use him on FanDuel. It's just not going to be worth it. Yeah. On DraftKings, I could see pairing him with Arietta. Yeah, uh, that kind of thing, where you're just going to get real cheap points. Um, again, I, I don't think he's going to strike out a ton, but it's just Atlanta is so bad. Uh, they're, they're not doing anything at the plate. And the Mets can hit, and I think they should, you know, that, that's... That's an easy win for me there. Like you said, Arietta's an easy win. Um, he's not nearly as talented, but, but it's just, he's gonna get a run of support. And, uh, I don't know. If, if, if I know anything about predicting baseball and things going the obvious way they should go, <laughs> I like that. Uh, which pretty much means I'm about 65, 70% confident. Um, yeah, uh, I also really like Tom Kohler getting the Phillies. Uh, we make a lot of jokes on this show about how it's a very obvious call for us, but he has been so good at home. Um, not incredible, but a lot better than you realize. He has strong home road splits. They've been going up till this year. They've been going again this year. And I don't see a reason that won't uh, continue. And Philadelphia is okay, but nobody to worry about, especially in Miami. Um, yeah, I, I could see... Six innings, two runs. Six innings, one run. Uh, should be fine. It's it's not quite as cheap and as low ceiling as Logan Verrett, but uh, the same kind of uh, potential in terms of it should be just fine. Uh, would you consider Tom Kohler anywhere? Yeah, he's one of the guys I've listed here. He's uh, a relatively safe play tonight. He's uh, he's very boring. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like you're not gonna you know impress anybody with Tom Kohler, but he could very much get the job done for you. He's priced so that you can get some big hitters in your lineup. You can count on, I think, you can pencil him in for 12 points mm-hmm. and with upside for, say, 17. Yeah. Uh, that's on FanDuel. Uh, I like to think in FanDuel points. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that, those are, it's above average to well above average. Uh, it's around what you need to be competitive in a GPP, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you get some big hitters too. Um, not going to really hold a candle to Arietta or a couple of the other big names tonight, but it'll get you close. Yep. Um, the higher ceiling guys that I like uh, would be guys like uh, Danny Salazar going to the Twins. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned Hicks getting him, but uh, the Twins, for the most part, don't hit righties, and Salazar has that potential to rack up strikeouts. Um, he, he has blow potential also, but kind of the opposite. A little less safe, but you know, would not surprise you if he struck out eight, struck out nine or so. So, uh, yeah, would you consider Salazar going to Minnesota? Yeah, definitely. He's, like you said, uh, there's a risk and reward here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, among guys who aren't named Jake Arietta, uh, Salazar's probably my pick to be the next highest ceiling. Yeah. Uh, he's also got one of the lower floors of the day, uh, yeah. and 
it's an ugly day, so uh, yeah. that's saying something. He can yeah. he can go a wide range of options. Yep. Uh, in this case, if we were gonna you know stereotype, it's that Salazar would be your GPP play where you're trying to hope for the higher ceiling, and somebody like Logan Rett or Tom Kohler is in your smaller leagues where you just need some consistent stable points. Um, that's the suggested strategy, but but not necessarily you know the way it's gonna go. But that's the way I see it. Is, is you were maybe looking for some risk and for seeding when you are, are playing GPPs because you got a lot of people you got to beat out. Um, how about Lance McCullough against the Angels? You like that at all? You know, I've decided that it's time to stay away from McCullough's. I think I've seen enough to say that he looks fatigued. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean that he won't have more good outings uh, over the last two weeks, but mm-hmm. I'm going to steer clear of it. Uh, it's totally a thing. He's young. You know, they've already tried to manage his innings a bit. Um, you in on him for next year? Yes, absolutely. I, I really like, uh, yeah. he's got one of the best curveballs in the league. Uh, it's, uh, been compared to Craig Kimbrell's, which, uh, anytime you, you're a starter and you have relief quality breaking balls, that's always a good thing. <laughs> I like Lance McCullers a lot. Um, I agree. I really like him for next year. It's, I'm, had to talk myself out of wanting him against the Angels, uh, you know, for Tuesday. I think he's very capable, but I agree he might be uh, in trouble just in terms of he's young and they pile a lot of innings on there, and they got to be careful with them because they probably want to use them in the playoffs too. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about J. A. Happ going to Colorado. Okay. Because uh, that's an interesting one. At first, you're like, oh, he's not that great, and it's Colorado. Stay away. Well, one, he has been great with the Pirates, and two, the Rockies are the 29th offense in baseball against lefties. That's remarkable. I, I don't think that, you know, most people realize that. They've been real bad against lefties. Even their good righty bats, like we said, often prefer to hit righties. Um, so yeah, I would at least consider it, and it sounds like you would too. Yeah, so, uh, I wrote about the grind today, which should be up by the time you're hearing this. Uh, actually, it's going live this very minute, uh, as we're <laughs> recording. Uh, so one of the guys I wrote about today, along with Tom Kohler, uh, he uh, has that matchup, as you've mentioned. Uh, Rockies aren't good against left-handed pitchers. Uh, I actually have them as the worst offense uh, based on WRC+. Plus. Uh, that's sure. what I use. Uh, 59. Uh, pretty terrible. That's Next worst do. teams are 77, uh, White Sox and Braves. That's hard to do uh, when you play half your game in the course field, too. Yeah. Well, that's why I like to use WRC+. Plus. That's, that's going to take the course field yeah. effect out of it. Yep. I, I had straight OPS. I like WRC+. Right. Plus. I had straight OPS, and I still had them 29th. Like, yeah, that, that's how bad they've been. They're even bad when you don't adjust. Yeah. Uh, the flip side of that is they're very good at home. Uh, so, uh, you have a couple interacting factors, but I think you can go after the lefty component more. Yep. Um, the thing here is more, do you think Coors Field and the atmosphere is going to affect J.A. Happ? That's what I'm not sure of. Uh, Mm -hmm. Happ's changed his, uh, not his repertoire, but his usage, uh, since joining the Pirates and so led to some really great results. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how some of those pitches are going to hold up, uh, especially, uh, He's gone a little more uh, with the cut fastball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an inconsistent one when you move the cores. Uh, yeah. Some guys don't have any trouble with it. Some guys do. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it affects Hap. Uh, mostly we're hoping that you know even if he's not uh, with his top stuff, he still has some margin of error against that uh, struggling Rockies around him. So I like Hap as a GPP play because I don't think yeah. many people are going to take him, right? 
And, and the Pirates should win against Chris Russell. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of Hap getting through those five innings. Uh, should give you a floor at least of yeah. uh, you know ten or so Fanduel points. Yep, he's been pretty darn good with them though. So it's a sneaky pick, but I like it. Um, my last two, uh, Chris Heston goes to San Diego. There's nothing exciting about that. He's not exciting. San Diego doesn't hit very well. I could see that doing fine. They can hit lefties some, but, uh, they, enjoy, they don't, I'm not worried about him against Chris Heston. Uh, right-hander, he'll be fine. And then, uh, Robbie Ray getting the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't have a ton of batters I'm really scared of against lefties right now. Um, Justin Turner's right-handed, uh, Vance Like mentioned can get in there. Uh, but for the most part, um, I like Robbie Ray. He's also kind of run out of gas a little bit too. He's a guy I'll be interested for next year. Um, not super confident right now. I have a lot of those other ones I mentioned I might go with, but I could see Robbie Ray doing fine. Um, would you consider Robbie Ray? I'd give him a shot only because, uh, I was looking over projections from Saberson. They like him. Uh, they also like Alex Wood. I was a little confused how they like them both, but, Mm -hmm. uh, they're both rated fairly highly today, uh, and and I don't disagree with the inputs uh, or the outputs. About uh, a strikeout per inning over six innings uh, seems reasonable. My concern, and I've mentioned this a couple times on the the show, is he's. It seems like the league's adjusted to him a bit. Uh, yeah. They came in, everyone was really aggressive, and he really took advantage of that. Uh, he, he's not really a command guy, and it's starting to show up in his results more. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I can see that. Again, a guy I like for next year, but uh, I don't think he's a lock, and, and it's not a great matchup with the Dodgers. I'm not that scared, but it's not a great matchup either. So, yeah, who do you have a pitcher that you like that uh, we didn't mention? I, I have four more guys. I'm just going to name three of them. They're just uh, you know solid pitchers, decent matchups. Uh, Tyson Ross against the Giants. Uh, they're a, a banged up offense. I think he can yes. do fine. Yes. Uh, John Lackey should have a good shot of winning against Sampson. Uh, that's against Cincinnati. Uh, he's usually pretty reliable to give you innings and some strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Gio Gonzalez a little riskier against Baltimore, but I think he can also do fine against that lineup. Yeah. He's so inconsistent. You know, he, he could yeah. be, okay. You, you never know what you're getting with him. He's more of a GPP play for sure. Yep. And, uh, I mean, the Orioles have been hot and cold, so uh, that could be, could be a thing for sure. Yeah. The last guy I got here is Hishashi Ibukuma. Okay. Uh, up against the Royals and Jeremy Guthrie. I think that's an easy win for him. Okay. Uh, the Royals are a tough lineup, though, and that's why I wanted to kind of single him out. Uh, you're hoping that the offense really brings him along, gives him a lot of room to maneuver, but I could definitely see the Royals squeaking through three to five runs over a six-inning period. So. Yeah. Some risk and some reward there. That that felt like that no man's land for me too, where I'm like, Sashi Bukuma is good enough that I can't pick any Royals I like to pick against him. But uh he's not good enough that I feel like he's matchup proof to beat them. But I, I he could be, for sure. I, I don't think it's a complete stay away now that you bring it up again and I think about it. It could be alright. Um shout out to Brad's dog. Brad, how's your dog doing? <laughs> Pup saying hello. Yeah, yeah he's been... uh he's he's alright. Yeah. Uh, he's got some, uh, stuff going on still that we have to decide what we're going to do about. Okay. But he's, he still doesn't feel sick himself, so, uh, he's running around barking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are actually at the end of our, uh, DFS options. We ran long on, on it's a long day, um, so we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Brad, you got anything before we get going? 
I think that about covers it. Uh, we'll, we'll let you get to it. Sure. Brad is on Twitter at baseball a team. You can shout at him, shout at his dog. Uh, go read what he's writing all over the web about uh, baseball and fantasy baseball and DFS. That's a good follow. Um, he will answer your questions, and so will I. I'm at Higgins FOS, and uh, we like to hear from you. Like to hear from you about the show. We get good feedback, and we appreciate it, especially as things are winding down for the season. So that'll do it uh, for Brad. I'm Dylan. I'll be back tomorrow with Matt. We've just got about a week and a half left. But, uh, yeah, going to be here every day through through the season. So we'll talk to you then, and good luck with your stats. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.